guys, it's Jonathan from Howard Hospitality Group, and I am here today with Mike from 720 Vending out of Colorado. You guys have all seen his videos, and you learned as much as we have from him, which is a lot. So today we're going to learn a little bit about him, which is actually really cool because I don't know him that well. So for me, only via what we message each other at least four or five times a week now. So it's just via yeah. messenger. We've actually never talked to each other face to face like this. So this is kind of cool. We send each other, you know, um, messages and stuff like that and questions and whatever, but I've never actually seen you in person. So this is kind of cool. And usually in your videos, it's always not you. You know what I mean? It's always, most of the time, it's the camera yeah. just looking at the machines and stuff. So I like your top view on stuff too, which is kind of cool. That's kind of a nice view that you do with that. So anyways, how are you? I'm doing good tonight. Good. So it is in the evening, even though you can't tell by his background because he's sneaky and he has this sneaky background making it look like it's daytime, but it's actually nighttime. Um, and so we're doing this a little late, but that's okay because we kind of live and breathe vending, right? So Absolutely. we're always, that's just kind of how it goes. So to break the ice, the first question I always ask is, if you're like all of us, you've probably been playing video games since you were a young kid or arcade games or something like that. What is your favorite video game of all time or arcade game and why? One of my favorites is Galaga because I could just play it for hours upon hours. Yeah, and, and you actually, there's a lot of skill in that game. Like, there, I mean, you kind of need to know, like, timing. There's a lot of timing in that game, so you're pretty good at it. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it, and and it depends on how fast you can hit that fire button too. Exactly, that was the thing you're always tapping super fast, and I was oh. never, I was always good at like centipede, but I was never good at Galaga. Like my buddy was killed it on that game, but I could never <laughs> do like centipede was okay, I think, because it was a little slower. But yeah, I mean, Gradius or one of those games, I was always good at those, but never, never Galaga for some reason. It just, I don't know, I never did get a Galaga, but that's a good one. So did you play it as a kid at an arcade near you? Or? I, played, I played it as a kid in the arcades. Um, I still play it here at home. I built myself a RetroPie uh, arcade oh, station. Oh, cool. Nice. So is it in an actual, is it in a, like on an actual, in a, what do you want to say? Like a, a, like a cabinet and everything? No, it's actually, um, so it sits on the coffee table and it's got two players with six buttons each and an HDMI cable runs from that to the TV. Nice. And it has upwards of 1,400 games loaded onto that Raspberry Pi. Very cool. So you I can, built that yourself, though? You did, yeah. I've seen them, like, on Amazon and stuff. You can buy them, you know, but they're, like, I think 250 to 300 bucks or something for the, you know, the one that's double player or whatever, but it has oh, a yeah. stick and everything. But you built that all on your own? I'll send you a picture of it later. That's pretty cool. Nice. Very cool. So tell us how you got started in Bendy. Well, I started out by watching um, Claw Kicker. I was one of his <laughs> original followers back when he was still living in Phoenix. Yeah, that's way back. Yeah, that's way back. That's where I also got the the lucky quarter in the bucket. Oh, nice. That's from his original <laughs> videos. But Mike G, um, AFC Vending. Um, there was one other. I can't remember the name of them because they're not really broadcasting anymore. But and then I found matt and i found extreme yeah but the one that really got me started was was claw kicker and his uh crane machines and he started doing full line before he moved up to uh michigan yeah and then now he's doing I mean, full arcades and all that stuff oh yeah 
And he took a little break for a little while, and now it seems like he's back, which is cool. So he's back to making videos, which is nice. Yeah. But he he got really big really fast, and I think that was kind of kind of the beginning of it all. And then it seemed like it kind of slumped, and then now it's back on the it's back, back on the rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, <laughs> and it and I know like from being in the Discord, like you're in our Discord now, and and the people that watch. I mean, you get a lot of people watching your videos now. Like it's you've kind of skyrocketed too, right? A little bit. I'm up to just shy of 1,900 hours and 585 on the subscriber count. So I'm getting there. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is that our viewer time, because I think your videos are a lot longer, because you do like, right? Don't you do pretty long videos? I do my, usually when I post a video and it's up to about three times a week now, it's, um, they're about 10 minutes long a piece, anywhere from five to 10 minutes long. But then I pay, I paste, I do um, a little one minute short every day. Usually it's just a collection. Oh, that's where you're getting it. Nice. And the collection. I wish I had time to do those. Yeah, like Matt's been bugging me a lot from Galaxy Games about <laughs> doing those because he does. I mean, you've seen how much content he's. Oh pump, yeah. I mean, he's pumping that stuff out right now, and he's doing at least shorts and everything else every day. And I, I know he's got like always has like ten in the can. You know what I mean? Ready to post. <laughs> so he's just. He's I've got just, about a. I've got about a week's loaded up right now. That's awesome. But what I do is that when I go and do my I'm like collections, a week behind. <laughs> but when I do when I do a when I do a full a full run on collections and stocking, I'll record the stocking part as one video, and then I'll pause and then I'll start the next one. I'll do the the collection part in, in a minute. That's what I've and been doing. Yep. And yep. then I'll post the then I'll post the one minute as a short. Well, my son Sam's been watching your you're probably getting a lot of your viewership from him because he just <laughs> took over the full line for us. So he's just oh, yeah. started doing and he's been showing me like, you know, because he's been watching your videos and stuff. And I said, I'm actually interviewing him coming up. And he's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. So he watches your videos all the time. And he it started because, you know, he was watching kind of a little bit on TikTok. And then he saw me watching the videos on YouTube and we were doing our YouTube. And <laughs> he couldn't believe like, you know, because I've done what, three videos with him now, I think. And like, like how many views he got, like he was so excited, you know, that people were like, no way. And I'm like, full line, it seems like we get more views from our full line stuff than we do from our claw machines. But claw machines seem to be more popular. But I'm wondering if they really are. Do you think they are? Because I think like, at least on YouTube, I think we're getting more time from our, our, you know, full line videos than our claw machine videos. What I've noticed with mine is that they is that they'll skip through the move the videos to the point just before I collect the money. Oh. Is there want is there wanting the money collections is what they're really wanting. Yeah. And we've kind of we've kind of gotten away from that because we the thing that Amelia and, and Sam, they really like the fact that they've been getting comments from other kids, you know, on their videos and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think that's super cool because they want to see other kids do it. And they get a lot of questions on how to get started. And and so we've been doing, we kind of cut back on the collection of videos a little bit just because we want to kind of show what it's really like, you know, the real deal on what the video, what it is to do. And And so now... I'm working with Sam because we've been putting together. I made I made him organize the garage <laughs> the other day because I didn't want to put it in video, you know, because it was just such a mess. And I told him, you know, we need to do some pre-kitting videos and we need to do some showing like what you do before you even go, like how much work it is because it's a lot it, of work. It's a huge amount of work. I mean, like just ordering product, getting it, putting it in your shelves, pre-kitting, 
you know, then going and collecting, then doing an inventory. Then, I mean, it's just like, you know, we're with Amelia. It's like we just dump a bunch of toys in a box <laughs> or in her bag and then go and collect and dump some toys in there and leave. And that's pretty much claw machine, like 101, you know, besides cleaning it and that kind of stuff. So if those of you who are getting into full line vending realize that it's about four times as much work as any other vending that's out there. It is. Yeah. With but there's also a big reward, right? There is. Um, the profit margins are good on soda, especially if you price them right. Um, what are you running your soda at right now? So at my mobile home parks, I have them all running at $1.25 a can, $3 mm-hmm. for Monster. Um, I have one warehouse and a retirement apartment complex. I'm running them still at a dollar there. Okay. Because I know it's, it's like day labor for the warehouse. So they, I know they don't have much money. Right. And as long as it doesn't, sodas don't go up much more in price, I won't go up to a buck and a quarter. But as for yeah, the retirement, luckily the cans, the cans have stayed pretty steady. Like we haven't seen much of an increase, but do you do many bottles or you only do cans? I only do cans. Yeah. So we, and, we, my wife, she did a lot of, she's really good at numbers. I'm not good at numbers. So before we started, we had to decide because all of our Pepsi machines from Pepsi came with bottles. They were all ready and set up for pricing for bottles and racks for bottles. And then the, you know, the actual 501, um, E, right? 501. Yep. Yeah. 501Es were all set up for bottles. So I had to They were already them. shimmed out for the bottles. Yeah, they're all shimmed up for the bottles. So we had to decide when we got them, like, what are we going to do? And so she crunched all the numbers and found out it was actually you make more money with cans in the long run, she found out. And so that's why we went with cans. And we've been doing pretty well with cans. I mean, we we're like you, we do a dollar twenty-five at all of our locations. We only do two fifty for our energy drinks. You know, we're still buying them at Sam's Club, but we do um, we do the little skinny Red Bulls. Those are only like two twenty five, mm-hmm. and then like the big monsters, they buy yeah. those white monsters, those sugar free ones. They buy those, those are, like crazy. I mean, they those are can. those are what I get, and I upped I up the price of those to three dollars a can, and that didn't slow down my sales at all. Really? Sam said the same thing, and I, I wanted to believe him, but those guys go through um, eighteen cans a week, and so I told him I said. If you, you go to it, 250, the, if you go to three dollars, they'll they'll still buy it. Okay. Because you're, you're well, right at that point, they're paying for the convenience and it's right there. Right. And it With puts it part, just below the it just puts it just below the uh, the convenience store price. Okay. Then we may do that because we even like our town is really small. We live in a small town, so like where these are the dealerships in town they're close to the store. So like, they don't have to really go that far. So we thought maybe if we were a little bit less, they would just end up buying it off. And it worked. I mean, they buy all their drinks from us, <laughs> but you know, Sam said the same thing. He goes, you know, I went to the local store and it was like 50 cents more. And I'm like, well, all right, well, I don't know. You know, I said, I'm afraid. <laughs> Cause we did raise, you know, on, we did originally, we were at a dollar for our soda when we first started and then we went to dollar 25 and then our kind of our, our sales slumped a little bit. Same with our snacks. Like we went from like a dollar 50 to dollar 75 and everything kind of slumped for like a couple months and then it came back up. So we're like, yay, you know, but we were afraid that it wasn't going to come back. Cause they, you know, even though we told them and they understood and they even said, no, we know like everything's gone up and it's convenience and all that. Like they were super cool about it. It's still slumped. So I'll talk to him. You're probably right. And I'll let him know you said that because he'll be impressed with knowing that. And I didn't I didn't think that was smart, but you're right. So I'll tell oh, him. Oh, it happens. Yep. 
And for my so, hotel location, I have uh, all the twelve ounce cans at a buck fifty a can, just because yeah. it's a hotel. Yeah. And they still clean me out of soda. Yeah, we don't. We have a few of those, but we don't. We don't have any drinks in them yet because the locations are upstairs, and Pepsi won't bring the machines upstairs for us, and we don't have a way to get them up. We don't have a fancy dolly to like you know lift them up. And I mean, you know how heavy those things oh, are. For, like, for, and they don't have they don't have elevators, so it's like this is stupid, you know. So we oh, have it's those Bevmax ones that are the glass fronts. You need a pallet jack to get those things up, get those things moved. They've got really cool, like electric moving jacks that they use that are just really fancy, and they just whip them <laughs> in and out like you wouldn't believe. So we've been really lucky because we haven't really had to move. The only machines we moved was the first snack machine we ever got, and and then we learned to get white glove delivery when we got our, our <laughs> snack machines delivered, because then they they pushed it right into where you want it and unwrap it and make sure it works. And so we've been doing that, which it wasn't. The guy actually said it wasn't even they weren't even gonna charge us for it. So that That's was awesome, which is great. So I mean, I don't know where you get where do you get your machines mostly? Um, all of my machines I've either gotten off of Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. Yeah. Like and the one have, I have at the go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. The one I have at the hotel that's the snack and the soda combo. I actually found that one on Craigslist for five hundred dollars. And there what? was nothing wrong with it. Really? That's the like only a four thousand dollar machine. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it sat around in my in my storage unit for like a year before I could find a location for it. But when I put it on that location, I put a card reader on it and found out the card reader wasn't going to work because the board was not compatible. Oh, great. So I called up Wittern and I ordered a new board from them and it worked. Then it worked just fine. Yeah. But it was plug and play on that board. How hard of a time did you have getting hold of Wittern? Did you have a problem? A couple of years ago, it was easy. Yeah. Now it's you're, you're lucky if you get through on the phone lines. Yeah, you're waiting and I've, noticed, for I've noticed that too, and I, I don't know why that is, but it used to be, I mean, you'd call right in and you'd get somebody right away, and now it doesn't seem like it's like that. So what I've been doing is we have, you know, or the sales guy that we bought our machines through, like I send him an email and say like, I need to talk to somebody, can you please have them answer the phone, and he'll go call me and I'll transfer you into, so if you guys don't know how to do that, that's the trick, is talk <laughs> to your salesperson. Tell them you're going to call and you need like somebody because I'll be on site. That's the only time that I'll ever call where I need help. Otherwise, yeah. you know, even the Pepsi guys will help me with the snack machines because most of those guys, they used to do Lay's. They were Lay's and Pepsi here. I don't know if you yeah. guys had that there. So they used to do snack and drink. So they know how to do both machines. So the guy and I became pretty good friends that is their <laughs> head of you know, head mechanical guy, and he was like, dude, just press blah, 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 and it'll, and I'm like, oh, thank you, you know, because, oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I know nothing about vending machines other than what I've learned in the past year, and that's not a lot, or that I've seen on videos, and those of you getting started, like, it is, it's, it's overwhelming in the beginning, like, and you open the machines up, and you just see from the outside, it just looks like a bunch of snacks in there, but then you open up the door, and you got mechanical boards and things inside that you got to learn, and then you open, I couldn't believe the first time because I'd seen it on videos, but it's way intimidating when you first open up like a 501E and like you just see these holes and you don't know how to put the drinks in. <laughs> you don't know. You know what I mean? And then 
they sent me the Pepsi guys were cool because they ordered me the shims because I told them I want to do cans and they were nice and they said no problem order the shims and then they just delivered the shims they dropped them off my house and I showed up the machine like oh it's really simple you just slide it in and I, I took me at least 45 minutes to an hour just to figure out how to put them in there so yeah. it's it's overwhelming, but like the Discord and people like you and and Matt and and all that, like if you watch your guys' videos and send you guys messages or whatever, they will help you. Like we'll, you know, and we know a little bit, but I wouldn't rely on us because we're still <laughs> learning. But I think that I still really enjoy Full Line. I think that to me, it's still fun to do drinks and snacks. I think it is a lot more work, and I think we thought we were gonna make more money than we do. You know, because by the time you buy the stuff and then fill the machine and then we we were so stupid in the beginning because we we ended up filling our machines all the way up. Like every time we went and we were filling them up and then we ended up with spoiled product. We had a bunch of expired stuff that we had to throw out and it was like two hundred dollars worth. And that's when we learned don't fill it up, you know, yeah. only put like five of each thing, see what sells. Then maybe put nine of that next time, but only five of everything else if it's a hot seller or whatever. But we didn't know. And nobody ever said that from what I saw in our videos. Like I'd watch, you know, um, you know, um, I watched, I don't know how many hours of Farnsworth's videos of, of him stocking his machines. And like, oh, I yeah. learned so much just because he had that GoPro on his head. I wish he was still doing it because he seems like such a cool guy. But you know, and he'd watch him and he'd fill everything all the way up, you know, and, and so we'd fill it all the way up. And then, like, you know, you saw the way he put his chips in sideways and the little tricks that he did that we learned yeah. so much. But nobody that I've ever seen in their videos ever says, don't fill it up. I've never seen anybody say that, that I've ever, you know, that that's something that people need to realize is put three or four in for the week, see if they sell out. And if they do, then maybe put a few more. But Nobody ever told us that. So we were just filling no. and filling and filling and filling. So I made that mistake um, yeah. of completely filling the machine and having expired product at my retirement apartment complex because that was actually my first snack machine. And I didn't have any other snack machines to offload half of that inventory to. So yes. I completely crammed that machine full. The thing I had the most dead loss on was the chips. Yep. And yep. then, um, and then the like the Mrs. Freshly's donuts. Oh yeah, we did the donuts too, and we filled the donuts. Those all the, way up. Do, the donuts, the donuts do good on those ones, but and then I start, then I got a second machine. That was that machine at the hotel. And then a friend of mine who I used to work for um, called me up. Goes, do you still do vending? I go, yeah. I go, okay. And he goes, I have a machine. If you give me 10% of the cut each month, you can service and keep all the rest of the money out of it. So that's the one I have at the warehouse. And right now they're going through their slow phase. So I only have to go check on it like every three weeks. Oh, wow. But during the summer, they're so busy. They, I, I'll pull 50 or $60 a week out of that machine. Nice. But, and then another, I have another one of the, my, my big snack machines are my AP 7600s, those big five wides. Yeah, those are insane. Yeah. Believe it or not, my first one I bought, I found it on Craigslist for 80 bucks. Dang, you're lucky with, with that. It. Nothing wrong with it. I had to drive an hour to go get it. And all I had to do was drill out the lock because he lost the key. Mm. That's awesome. And that's, and that's the one I have at the apartment complex. 
and I completely and I bought an in one board for it so I could put cards on it. That's crazy. So you got do we do we go over how you got started? Do you even get there yet? No. No. Okay. Well, let's go there. So, <laughs> and I real quick on back on the subject of of the expired product and stuff is that. I don't think anybody says also is that I don't think until you have six of a drink machine or six of a snack machine, are you ever going to be totally comfortable with inventory? Meaning that like you could take from this location and give it to this other location and still keep it flowing. Like we didn't get to that point till we got there where we actually could take certain things from other places and put it in the faster selling place so we wouldn't expire. It took us that long, like to get to that, and like have one or two machines doesn't cut it. Like you, you're buying, you know, 60 Snickers bars or whatever's in a pack, and there's no way you're gonna go through those Snickers bars, you know. So it's like you almost need to buy, go to Walmart and just buy them, you know, like 10 at a time or something to get started till you can get up to a few machines or something. So there's little tricks you're gonna have to do when you get started to make sure you don't have expired product or you really like Snickers bars. One of the two, I don't know, but <laughs> you don't really want to eat your product, you know? So how did no. you get started? So I started by watching all the videos and yeah. then I was working in a call center and they were downsizing and downsizing is never good. Yeah. And what happened was um, the vending machine company they had at the time came up to the company and said, you're not making us enough money. There's not enough people here. We're yanking our machines. Oh. So I asked my boss if I brought in a soda machine. He goes, yeah, and you can keep everything. I'm like, okay. So I started selling my cans at like 60 cents a can. Yeah. Because that was the price like eight years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been like eight years since I did it. And then a month later, I got laid off from that job. Oh. But I left the machine there, and I'd go up once a month and service it. Well, then the opportunity came to move into my current house in my uh, mobile home park I'm in. And I, when we moved in, I asked the landlord, I was like, can I bring a machine in? They go, yeah, if you give us 10%, sure. I go, and I weighed my options. I go, drive 30 miles and get about 30 bucks a month or give my park 10% of my, of my sales. I'm like, 10%. Yeah. Then... That was the first machine I bought. It was an old uh, C, uh, USI CB6 machine. I still have it. Nice. And um, it's only a little 205 can machine. Yeah. And that was my first machine, and it's still making me great money. That's awesome. I think mobile. I think those are those are the kind of locations that most people don't think about. But but you know, a lot of times, a lot of people don't drive you know, that, that live in those parks, like they'll get, they'll take the bus or whatever. And I see that a lot. Like we have a local a mobile home park here and like, it's just that buses, the local city buses always going through there, picking people up and stuff because they did, they don't either want to pay for a car or they just can't afford a car. So they're always living in that area. Like they just kind of stay there, you know? So it's almost <laughs> like it's people sitting around, but not really, but it's kind of not even thought of, I don't think. And those are great spots. That's a great idea. And I don't know if a lot of people think about that. The only thing really you may worry about is maybe vandalism or something. That's or the that. one thing I do worry about. Mm -hmm. So in my park, I've got two machines. And then another park about five miles north of me, I got a machine in that park. 
and then most recently, um, a, a park that's less than a half a mile from me, I got a machine in there now. Nice. And right now it's really slow. I've only since it since November, I've only pulled like two hundred dollars out of the machine. Yeah. But it's winter, so yeah. I know it's slow. And it's and if you look at where this machine is placed at this park, it's literally up the hill from the swimming pool. So the kids are going to see it. The basketball court's right there. It's going to do well. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that for those of you just getting started, too, is that, you know, wintertime is your slow time for drinks. I mean, but when it starts getting warm outside, even just springtime when people actually just go outside, that's when our machines just start taking off. And then through the whole summer, like, you know, we'll sell some waters during the wintertime, but like during the summertime, you know, you think that people are buying almost anything wet, but the waters, like we go through waters like crazy during the summertime and it's awesome. And they're only, what, 22 cents or 19 cents, or, you know, depending on where you get them or how much they are, but they're so cheap and we're selling them for a dollar, you know, or a dollar 25, I think. And it's like, that's great profit, you know. I don't know what you sell yours for. The one place I have water is at the hotel because the bottles are generally too soft for my machines and they jam. And I don't like dealing with the jams, but at the hotel, I got the 20 ounce arrowhead bottles from Sam's Club. Yeah. And I have those in the machine for a dollar seventy-five and I can't keep them in stock year round. That's great. <laughs> Luckily we use those, you know, we're using those um those bed maxes and we haven't really had an issue with with those dispensing the, the the flexible bottles luckily but we can't put those in our 501es or any of those no. i mean it'll just they'll just get stuck and it's just a nightmare so we've learned that the hard way because we ordered uh, about i think we ordered a whole pallet from pepsi the, the oh. first order and so we ended up with a pallet of stuff we couldn't use and luckily they took it back and swapped it out for us it was cool they were very cool about it but they laughed because they're like you're not the first one you know because you just don't know and they're like you need to order these and i'm like okay so we learned, but so if tell us something personal. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What'd you sorry, say? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, tell us something personal about yourself that people may not know. Ooh. It doesn't have to be super personal, just something that it would be intriguing <laughs> to our viewers. Uh let me see. I'm trying to think of that one because I, I remember from the other two interviews, it's like it always gets me thinking. It's like, but are you a nerd? Do you like? Oh, nerd? I'm an I'm an absolute nerd. I I work in IT. Oh yeah. I'm okay. So do you have any, Do you have any weird movies that you like that most people don't, or that or things that you like to watch on TV that that you wouldn't expect? One of my favorite shows I used to watch, and I wish it was still going, was Eureka. Oh yeah, I remember that show. <laughs> We're gonna get to a question similar to that coming up, but but that's a great that's a great show. That's funny. That kind of that kind of paints a picture. That's good. That's good. So what, is, what do you think you're, like, if you're getting an interview for a job, what do you think your biggest success and your biggest failure has been? Uh, my biggest success is my determination. If I want something, I will do it until I get it. I will do what I have to to get to it. That's awesome. To get yeah. to the goal. Very good. And my weakness is, uh, I'd say uh, half the time I'm way too nice and some people do take advantage of me. Yeah. And that's hard in business too, because you want to succeed, you know what I mean? And you want to do well. And sometimes you kind of bend over backwards for people and you probably shouldn't. And then they, you know, they end up walking all over you or taking advantage of you. But I think that's not really 
in the long run, I think it's going to benefit you more than it being a jerk business owner that nobody <laughs> likes because you run into those too. And it's just like, they've been burned so many times by their customers. They're like, I hate customers. You know, you don't want to be that guy either. So no. I think you're all right. What's your favorite product that you sell in your vending machines? My favorite product that does the best, I would have to say the grandma's variety pack of cookies. Really? That's crazy. I, so have you, I, do you think those, do you do Famous Amos too or not? I do not. Okay. I can't get those here in Denver. Even if through, even if you Sam's Club, Sam's Clubs, I don't, I don't like having the product shipped to me, especially food product, because I don't know how long the expiration date is. I tried that once and some of the stuff I got was literally like a week and a half out from expiration. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Wow. So no, we haven't had that issue yet, and I don't know. We got lucky, I guess, because we've stuff we've ordered. We order some things you just can't get here, like the famous Amos. Like for some reason, we have to order them. We can't get them at our local Sam's Club. Um, we have to order. There's this ginger beer that people here go crazy for in our <laughs> machines, and it's called Gosling's Ginger Beer, and it's a diet ginger beer, but it's not beer. It's just called ginger beer. It's just a soft drink. Ah. Like they go absolutely nuts for it and we got it and i just got it because it was cheap like one time i was ordering some stuff on sam's club and i went i put in diet soda because they didn't have any diet coke or something or diet pepsi and i was like i need something else diet so then i just put in diet and that came up and i'm like what the hell is this you know what i mean and it comes in like two 12 packs you know there's they're put together and, and they ship it to your house and they went nuts for it and now i can't keep it in stock like at this dealership they just love it so Famous Amos do really well for us. The grandma's vanilla, the the little vanilla sandwiches, yeah, seem to do really well. But like the chocolate chip and the fudge and the on and sometimes the peanut butter do okay. But like those don't seem to sell, not even close to what Famous Amos do for us. I mean they go like hotcakes and we can't keep those in. So that's unusual. Maybe it's just because it's your area. I think that watching um. Oh, um, Farnsworth, when he did his videos, he used to put in those um, TGI Fridays, like those little baked potato. The potato skins. The potato skins. He used to put those in the machines. Like, oh, I can't keep these are great. And I, I bought a, like I bought like the big old case of them you get from. Sam's oh Club. no. And we didn't sell like three. And I was like, what? He told me they'd sell. You know, I was like all disappointed. And I thought, because I like them, I think they're really good. They are. And, but. People here, they just I just don't think TGA Fridays in our area is as big as maybe it is where you guys back back east are, you know what I mean, or middle of yeah. US are. Is that but for some reason in California, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, if we had in and out chips, maybe. I don't know, but like <laughs> those just don't they don't seem to do well. So what's your um what's your best location that you have? The best that does the best for you? Um, the one that does the best for me would be my apartment. The hotel does great, especially with the one machine I have that takes a credit card. But the one that the pair of machines that does really good is my retirement apartment complex. Oh, really? Yeah. So is it does it so probably all the visitors too when they come to visit they probably go down and buy stuff too? Then I'm guessing, or is it all mm, the people live there? It's pretty much the residents. It's, it's a it's an age qualified apartment complex and it's a secured entry. Wow. And I actually got that location because a friend of mine was a uh, was working there, and he uh, called me up one day. He goes, "Hey, you still doing vending?" I go, "Yeah." Do you do snack machines? I go, "No, not yet." 
And he goes, is it okay if I give your number to my boss? Because they had just kicked out their previous vendor who was there for six months. And in that six-month period, he, he visited there like 12 times in six months. And the machines were ripping people off. Yeah. And I, I said, yeah. And I went down there and made the meeting. And it's been three and a half years now, almost almost four years I've been there. That's awesome. I um, Well, the first locations that we ever got were the dealerships. And we just happened to go in there just to, just because she wanted to do this thing, Amelia. And she's like, you know, I want to, you know, so I said, well, you have to have locations. And we went in there and then we walked right in and you looked. As soon as we walked into the service department, they were there because that's where they put them, where all the people sit, you know, where they're waiting for their car to get serviced or whatever, which is great. And the the Pepsi machine, the Pepsi drink machine had every row was empty except for the one row of Gatorade, and it was all empty. And then there was only two things with snacks in it, like two little things. And so she went up the counter and she was like, "Hi, I'm Amelia," and she did a little thing, you know. And and they're like, "Yes." Like we want you here, <laughs> and, and she's like, "Let me show you why." And she like walked us over there, and she goes, "This has been like this for almost four weeks." And she goes, "The reason there's Gatorade in that row is because that row of the machine doesn't work." She goes, "There's that's the only reason." And she goes, "Those oh, no. you can see the date on those. What I think it was like chips or something. I don't remember what it was that had the spots that were full." And she goes, "They're expired. Like you can see right on it because there's the big white date like on the front of it." Yeah. Like, oh my God. So basically. They were dirty and filthy, and so there was a vendor that kind of took over the area, and he he just did the, the snacks, and then the Pepsi was having issues at the time with staffing, and so they weren't able to get to all the machines, and that's what the reason with the, and I guess they told him, you know, I don't know how many times that, you know, that one row wasn't working, but they just kept putting Gatorade in it and not checking, you know, fixing it, and so that's how we got our first location, so I mean, that's that's great. I mean, that's just it, so if you're looking for locations, go in and see and look at what's there, and I bet you they're probably not taking care of it, so that's a great, great opportunity. So what do you think because you're super involved on YouTube and you you watch a lot of videos. I know that because you're always commenting on our videos and everybody else is and asking us questions. That was just awesome. What do you think the, the next big thing you're seeing in vending that you noticed or that you think is like a trend now or something that you've learned that you kind of maybe see something changing that hasn't been a way a certain way in a long time, anything like that? Um, as far as changes coming up, it's just it seems like there's going to be more of a push for a cash free, which I really don't like. We all love the cash, but makes great videos. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and <laughs> but it's the cost of the if the costs don't start coming down, it's going to start hurting people. Yeah, yeah. We charge. We don't on our vending machines. But we do on our um, claw machines. We charge a convenience fee of ten cents per transaction on the claw machines. We don't do it on the vending machines. I don't know why. We just don't. Um, probably because, like, especially the dealership, they use that more than they use cash. So, like, our videos, you know, they're kind of cash poor at the dealerships, just because those guys, you know, the sales guys, they just sit there and they don't really carry cash. So they're just always just putting their card on there, and. Um, so I think that you're right. I mean, the fees are pretty astronomical. The Nyax ones aren't bad. I got to look at the cantaloupe ones because we have cantaloupe. We have those little um, Pico mini machines on our, on all our vending machines. And I got to look at our fees again because Nyax is only, 
because seven dollars a month or eight seven ninety nine or seven ninety five a month per thing plus they charge mm-hmm. a little bit of a transaction fee but in the long run it's not bad because we no. do the 10 cent fee and so it covers it so we don't really have you know we make the claw machines that makes a huge difference so <laughs> it, i mean it's it's made you know our profits go up quite a bit so i think it's definitely and plus you can monitor it you know like you can always see how your machine is doing and i think that's a that's a big plus because we had a couple locations where the people were unplugging it and it would sit off for three or four days and we had no idea. So I think they're worth it, but you're right. They are expensive. So yeah, the four machines I have card readers on, I have them through Greenlight, which is through VenNet. That's what but we have. since they changed over to Cantaloupe for all that, so they're ports. and um, I didn't buy them, buy my card readers. I rented them. Mm. So their rental program is like 1680 a month. Yeah. Per device. And then the 5.95 per swipe. So all of my machines, regardless of what they are, they're getting that 10 cent surcharge on it because it offsets the service fee per swipe. Right. Smart. Yeah. So we did the we did the same thing with ours because we didn't have the money to buy, you know, four hundred dollar or five hundred dollar credit card machines to start out. So we we did the same thing. We rented them in the beginning to do that. Um, and that's what it was. Same thing, even if you, but we have the, we got so lucky because when we got ours, our first machine, they had just switched to the new touchscreen Pico Mini, you know, units. And so we got those before we got into the e-ports and all that stuff. So we got kind of lucky. So. Yeah, and, right. uh, for my machines, I don't want to cut a hole in. Because right. there's some, there's some machines that are like my older machines, you don't want to cut a hole in. I've actually got some of these Oh, if it'll show it without blaring it out. The four in one plus bezels from MEI, and they'll go right on top of the bill, bezel, bill validator bezel. So, can you still, you can't do bills anymore, then, though, right? Or do, can no, you? No, you can. So, on these, if you have an MEI, oh, this right here is the bill slot. Yeah. So, nice. like your bottler, be, like say for your BevMax, is if you have an MEI bill validator on there and you don't want to buy the kit to replace the panel above it. You can buy the MEI four and one bezel, and it'll actually go. It'll replace that bottler front on the front of the MEI validator and replace it with this. It'll give you the swipe and the tap. Nice. Yeah, we we ended up Pepsi got them for us. We we're we we're lucky, but they ended up getting this. Like you said, the Bedmax has just the one little hole when you first get them. You know that has a little display in it, and then that's it. But we ended up getting, they ended up ordering us those panels that we could put the card in. So we got lucky. We didn't have to do that. And they didn't make what you're showing right then there. So we really had no other option but to get NIAX or don't do any credit card without that panel. And they were lucky. They were nice enough to order them for us. So that kind of worked out. But yeah. MEI has had these out for about 10 years now. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. So we didn't, you know, maybe it was just something that, Bennett didn't know about because they didn't tell us about those when we were we were getting. Bennett didn't tell me about it either. Oh, <laughs> there you this go. This was me playing around on YouTube finding it because I didn't want to have to cut my machines up. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. What do you? Who are your favorite people to follow in business, whether it's vending or not? Who do you? Who do you like to watch on YouTube or or watch on TV or? Who do you like to? Who do you like to follow? My th- top three on YouTube are you. Um, Galaxy Games and Extreme Vending. Yeah, nice. Um, another one of the business, another one of the ones I like, I, I like watching following Keenan. Yeah, that's and, funny. Um, that's good. 
another one is um, Investment Joy. Yeah. He is crazy. Like, he's always doing something crazy. You know what I mean? It's like he's always buying yeah. something new or doing something different. I like watching him, too. Very good. Another so, one I got into was uh, Car Wash Chronicles. Because <laughs> he's I've out there always, in California. I've always wanted... He's not, is he? Yes, he's in northern... He's in southern Cal. I thought he was, like, in Texas or something. No, he's in California. That Australian... Yeah. The, uh, the Australian dude... Oh, I thought you meant Investment Joy. No, Investment Joy is in Ohio. Ohio, that's where he is. Okay. Car Wash Chronicles is in actually northern, is in California. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, he may not be that far from us then. I wonder where he's at. You said southern, um, like L.A. area or what? Um, not quite sure. He has. To, he just bought a car wash, uh, like two hours away from his house, and and I think in Nevada or in Arizona. So he he's southern California. He's southern California. That's crazy. So that's like 12 hours from us still, though. Like, people don't realize, like, how big. Like, you look at a map, and, like, California is long. Like, it takes a long time to get from where we are, like, way down to the bottom. So it's like 12 hours, probably. Are you in so the northern like, part? Yeah, so we're up by Sacramento. So we're, oh. we're quite a ways up, I and mean, we're almost to the top. We're about, you know, three-quarters of the way up. So it takes us a long time to get down there. It's like 12 hours to get to Disneyland. It can be up to 14 with all your stops and traffic and it's pretty crazy. So we're I pretty. Have to get a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's a long ways down. So, um, what in your lifetime do you think the biggest, either a book or a movie or like a show, like what was the biggest influence or shaped your career the most? Either a book you read or something that you kind of you followed to help you with vending. Well, following with vending was was just a. A wild thing I found. I thought of it a long time ago, and I I finally bit the bullet eight years ago and started doing it. But um, my mom shaped a lot of the things in my career in my life because I wanted to be. She wanted me to be successful, and I've always had the drive, and it, and it always gave me the drive to, if I want an end goal, I have to work towards it. Yeah. Because it's just not going to be given to me. Yeah. And that's hard to learn, I think. You know what I mean? I think especially when you're young. Like I'm old now, but when you're young, like you really think like you see all these people like, well, especially now, I think it's even worse with YouTube and TikTok and stuff. And they're, you know, all the kids with their money and the fast cars and all the stuff they have. And yeah. it's like, none of it's real, but you can't explain to an 11 year old that that's not real. It's like, no, that's yeah. real. And it's like so. But a lot of times you really have to work hard to get anything. And even when, and then if it's handed to you, it's still not as fun. You know what I mean? Like no. when you work something and you build something and it grows. And like, I think that's what Emily and Sam are learning is like, they make a video or they go and they do something and like people watch it. It's like, it's, it's a huge accomplishment. You know what I mean? Oh, it's it like, they're like, they're like, it's cool. Like, like, and then they see people comment about something that they did in the video. And they're like, they're like, that's just something I do, but it's cool that people see that, you know? And then it's, I think that anybody has kids, like they should definitely try to, it doesn't have to be vending, but they should try to do something with them to teach them business or teach them something about growing something, you know, whatever it may be. And so I don't know, they're just having the best time. It's really cool. So um, what superpower do you wish you had and why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's that one? Strength is always a good one because I don't like having to rely on people to help me move anything. So if I can move things myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's your, that's your superpower. If you got any, you want to just be able to lift heavy things. No, and it's like stronger, it's, faster. It's just it's it's just how it. It's just I've been very independent, so I was like, I try to do everything myself and not having to try and call someone. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, totally. That makes sense to me too. And the fact is, is like when you're strong too, you you can do anything you want to do pretty much. You know what I mean? And you don't need to. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's a good one. All right. So what? What is one idea that experts in our field say that you may not agree with? That I've seen some people say is like, I know Dominic's Dominic's more correct on anything. It's like. Um, there's always going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he's he's not wrong with that. Um, but then there's the ones that that say they're an expert in vending, and they just go out and they they pull these massive amounts of monies out of their machines, and it's and you get the feeling it's staged. Yeah. And they make it they make our machines a target. Yeah. That's and true. And it's really too. sad. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I think with TikTok and those things and those little those little shorts and stuff like that. I mean, that's all you really see is like just people just pulling money out of their machines and stuff. And it's like, I think there's the idea that it's cool to show what you're making, but you're gonna have up weeks and you're gonna have down weeks and you're gonna have great credit card weeks and then you're gonna have no credit card weeks. And it just depends on what it is. And like, we always pull what's in our machine. And I think I had mentioned this before, like people, when we did our live stuff, you know, they're like, that's real. You know what I mean? Like they see us walking in the place and like <laughs> opening it. You know what I mean? Like it's not staged. And so I think that for us was was kind of a validator. So people knew that like, you know, we don't walk in somewhere and say, oh, we're going to be in in 10 minutes. We're just going to put this money in this machine. Then we're going to leave and then we're going to come back. And we're gonna, you know what I mean? Like it's I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine if it wasn't real and, and the fact that we do have great locations, but we also have locations that aren't that great. And we have, you know, like we'll put the days and how long it is and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's, it is, it, it makes them a target and that's true. And that's, I don't think that's a good thing about it. And I think that's kind of why we've done less collections and more, you know, more learning and more stuff like this. Like to me, this is way more <laughs> valuable for people to have, you know, real people talking about the way it really is instead of what you see you know it's kind of like it's like yeah. the old school like what you see on tv is never real you know so and it's kind of like that too you're right so what oh see how do you deal with angry customers or upset business owners do you have a story um trying to think i haven't really had any of those over the last eight years really because i get um um I, the warehouse location, I've done a couple of refunds over the couple of years. Um, I had one person text me saying that my machine ripped them off and was like, they were going to be upset at me and not, or not come back. I'm like, okay, I'll give you a refund. Gave them the refund, went about their day. Yeah. Never had any problems. I mean, even at my apartment complex, I have, in the three and a half years I've been there, I've gotten, I think I've given out four refunds. If you keep up on your machines, yeah, and keep them stocked, keep the customers happy, you're not gonna not gonna generally have a bad one. And I think that's true too with like the new machines, like the, all the ones we've gotten from both Pepsi and the ones we ordered brand new, which we're paying off. Those all have those 
you know, they have the drop sensors on them, so you they know when something's either been dropped or it doesn't, and it'll even roll it out again to try to drop a product before, and if not, it refunds people. And I think that there's only been one refund I think we've done since we've been there, and it was a credit card issue, and then the person ended up coming back to the lady and giving them the money back because we because it actually got credited back to their account. You know what I mean? But it took like <laughs> three or four days to go back because they yeah. thought they got charged. And um, they're like, oh, I feel so bad. Like, here's my, you know, my buck 25 back, you know. And she's like, she goes, just keep it. And we said the same thing, just keep it, you know. And he goes, all right, I'm going to go buy something. And he went back, back to the machine, she said, and bought something because she felt bad that, you know, <laughs> they raised a stink about it. But you're right. We don't really, right now we have two drink machines that are down at, at, at two different locations. And they're both Pepsi machines. One's a Bedmax and the other one's a 501E. And they, one of them just won't dispense out of one, it won't do the Gatorades no matter what they did with the shims or anything. And then for some reason, normal cans on the other trough, it's just spitting out two or three at a time. And they've adjusted all the shims, they moved everything, they've done everything. Like Pepsi's been out there like three or four times. So replacing that one, the Bemax, it's like offline. Like, and so they've realigned it, they've tried that, they've done everything, and they're like, we're just going to swap it out. So, but we've been waiting <laughs> almost three weeks. Oh. So it's been, I think she, it, this week is going to be, it's going to be a month for both of these locations to get their machines back, you know, to get new machines. That's not so, good. That's a lot no, of money and, lost. And I was on the phone with the guy today and, and he's, they're very nice, but he's like, you know, we've had a problem getting machines and, you know, then they take a while to get to us. And so... Hopefully, I'm hoping by the beginning of next week we'll have a machine. But I put a sign up there, and we've gone in once a week and just filled up the snack machine and made sure we checked in and said, you know, we're getting the machine. And they're like, it's okay, you know, but you still feel weird about it. So you're going to have that kind of stuff too, which sucks. Yeah, so, none of my machines have drop sensors. Oh, really? Really? I think, I think those are awesome. Like, we, I think that was one of the biggest things that, that – has saved us on a lot of well you said you haven't had many refunds or anything or any no. problems. so and all of my see, machines are old yeah see i think the newest of my machines is probably 15 years old and that's Oof. that one i have that i just bought that new board for yeah even one well, of my we, go ahead sorry sorry one of my uh one of my big ap machines uh the 45 selection stack machines um, I got one of those for free. Nice. Had to go pick it up, and they said the only thing that was wrong with it was the control board was fried. Well, I had upgraded my other my other big machine to the N1 board, and it's like, oh, wait, I still got the board from that one. Oh, layer. that's cool. Nice. And so all but one of the motors work in that machine, So I'm, and it's on the gum tray that doesn't work. <laughs> your, your nickname should be resourceful. That's pretty good. That's really good. Uh, I know that it's helped us. The drop sensors helped us on a couple items. One of them was um, we went and bought these. It was like a kit of Pringles, like the little cans of Pringles, uh-huh. and Scooby snacks, and something at Sam's Club. It was like a like a three or four pack box. I think it was. Yeah, it was. I don't know what there was something else in it. Oh, it had like Rice Krispie treats or something in this box. I know which one so, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we put the we put the Pringles cans because on the, you know, on the rollers or whatever. And and so then what was happening was, which we didn't, I'm an idiot and I didn't think about it. But as they were spinning, 
you know, to 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 move the can yeah. down. Well, it, the can was spinning on the, so it was never going down. <laughs> no. So like we did, so then we got a phone call, and the people were getting refunded because it wasn't dropping. You know what I mean? So they just kept getting in. So this, the lady called me and she's like, just so you know, like the Pringles won't come out. And I'm like, you know, I thought it got stuck or something. And so we showed up. And I sure enough, I go to like test it because I never tested it. I should have tested it, which is <laughs> stupid in itself. Or I could have put it in like a bigger row or something so it was actually in a hole, you know, or something. But yeah. So there I go, sure enough. And like even Amelia looked at me like I was an idiot. Like she was, we sit there and watched it because I'm like test band or whatever. And it's like, gee, 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 you know, just spinning. And she's just looking at me like, really, dad? Like, did you not think it was just good? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I didn't think about it. But those are the kind of things you learn. So luckily, those people got refunded or else we probably would have had a yeah. problem with those not getting refunded. So anyways, um, let's see, we've got, we kind of went over a myth. That's kind of what we talked about about the other thing. What's the, what's your favorite part about this business and your least favorite part about this business? My favorite part is during the summer, I'll go, I'll, during the summer, I'll, I'll go and fill the machines at the, at my, tra- at the trailer parks I have them in. And the kids will always come up and ask for soda. That's cool. As I'm stocking it, because there are times I'll get there at three in the afternoon, anywhere from three in the afternoon to sometimes eight o'clock at night. It just depends on when I get off my day job. Yeah. And so those are the parts I love is I love doing it for the kids. They always buy a ton of soda. And like, like I said, my, I keep going back to my apartment complex. I get there. The residents there, they just love me. They're always yeah. giving me compliments there. And it's always nice because it always makes them happy because a lot of them can't get out anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. And you bring them with, and then the kind of the cool thing too, I think that that Sam's really enjoying is, is seeing that he'll choose something for the machines and it does real well. Like he's very excited. He just chose, there's that new drink um, prime that the, what's a wrestler guy and the other fighter guy came out with. Um, I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember what it He's is. On YouTube too. I can't remember. Hey Amelia, what's the fighter guy with the prime drink? <laughs> the pr- the prime drink guy. The the wrestler guy. Logan Paul. Oh so, yeah. She's <laughs> Logan Paul. Anyways, she Yeah. She knows better than I do. But anyways, Logan Paul has this drink. So he wanted this drink for his machine. So we we ordered it. It was out at Sam's Club. We finally ordered it. It's coming. And so he's all excited <laughs> to try it. But like Emilia also gets really excited when we go to like we go to Logan's and Logan's is really busy and she has a claw machine there. And like she loves because almost every time we walk in, there's somebody playing it and she just gets so excited to see the little kids. And then if they don't win, she like pulls a prize out and gives it to the kids and stuff. Aww. And, she just thinks that's like the I don't know I don't maybe it's because it makes her feel older or like more important or what you know whatever it may be but like that feeling like her face lights up like she's like that's my machine that's you know I'm give, making them happy with them playing my machine and yeah she's making money but that's not what's making her happy and I think that's so cool yeah. and Sam's the same way you know he's he loves the full line and he's he wants to be called so snack Sam and he's like all about it <laughs> and like you know he. We have these little boxes. I don't know if you do that at your locations or not, but we have a little um, suggestion box at all our locations with little cards. And we just have a little sign and it says like, what are we missing? You know, question mark. If you'd like anything for us to add to the machines, let us know. And like, we'll get cards, I don't know, one or two a month, maybe it's sometimes, but it's funny because the last, when he first started the first location that he did, 
he opened up the box and it said they wanted munchies and they wanted um, hot Cheetos. And we hadn't <laughs> had hot Cheetos for a while because we were buying it in those variety packs. Yes. And we were buying the variety packs. So we like the two ounce, you know, chips. So we were buying the variety pack, but nobody was eating the Doritos. The hot Doritos wouldn't sell. And then something else wouldn't sell. And I finally said, let's just stop buying that because we're not selling the rest of the stuff. I mean, the kids were eating it, so they were happy. Yeah. But, like, we weren't selling it. And so then we ended up finding on Sam's Club, you can buy a big box of just hot Cheetos. Yeah. So we bought hot Cheetos and we bought a box of munchies. And he put them in the machine and we went back in the next week and they were all gone. And he's like, <laughs> he was, like, so excited because he's like, that's, like, you know, that's, like, nine in each row or whatever of, of the stuff. That he, and he was just like, that's so cool. Like, they, you know. And I told him, I said, it's weird because you'll put it in and they'll buy it and it'll be super popular for like a month and then they won't buy it anymore. It just drops off. Yeah, it just drops off. But I said, they're so excited to have it. So I said, don't plan on that selling a lot. We'll go through that box and then let's not, let's chill for a little bit, make them want it again because otherwise you're (laughs) going to be buying a whole other box of. And expired out. Yeah. You know, so, but it was, I think they get excited about that. I get about pleasing people and making them, which is cool. You know, that's really neat. So. I, I have one location where I have um, my info on. Uh, so I took two of those um, page protector sheets. Yeah. So I took one of them and I put a piece of paper in it with my contact info about what my service schedule is. If there's any problems, text me, email me. It's all on the sheet. And below that, I put another one of those pouches, but I cut, I trimmed it down. So it's more like a, like a pocket. Yeah. And I put slips in it. So if there's a problem with the machine, you fill out your name, your phone number, your apartment number, and whether it was the snack or the soda and what the selection was, and the next time I come in, I'll take care of it. Nice. And it works great for that location. That's the only location that directly has my number on the machine because I started doing that at first, and then I started getting a lot of crank calls uh, of people saying, oh, it ripped me off this, ripped me off that, but it's like, and then I just stopped. I took my number off the machine. And they stopped calling me. <laughs> yeah. But I leave yeah, my I email on there. We have our phone number like on on those Pico Mini, you know, credit card machines. They're kind of cool. You can actually put little ads on them. Like you make little ads that will actually oh, nice. you know, rotate on the on the actual screen. So we have like our logo, and then there's a picture of Amelia, which we're gonna switch to Sam. And um, <laughs> and so they switch, you know, and it's really cool. So so then our phone numbers on this stuff, but. We never really get calls like that. We haven't had any issues of people calling us. Like you know, the only um, one time, the lady, the lady called um, us from one of her, Amelia's claw machines because we put these little Pokemon packs inside there. And like when he won it, like the plastic things that kind of go around, you know, to hold the toys. Yeah. Like, there's like a little like you know it's kind of overlapping like that. And one of the cards got like stuck in the thing Aww. and so the kid's like oh i won you know what i mean but then i got stuck in the, in the so the mom's on the phone and she's like my son won these cards and like they're stuck and i'm like and i go well how stuck are they and she goes well it's just kind of laying there and i go well just shake it a little bit like be careful like don't shake it a lot just shake it a little bit so you hear like you know and she goes he got it he got it but that's really the only but it's just so cute because like you could tell she's like so upset for him that he won you know and he's just oh like, yeah oh the, the prize is like right there in the glass and i can't get it and i won you know what i mean and it's like you win anyways you get excited but like the poor kid and i'm like oh no i feel so bad but that was random but anyways what's your least favorite part um the least favorite part i've had over the years was the vandalism i've had seven 
incidences of vandalism over the years, and I've learned that if you're going to have an outside machine, have it double locked. Ah. So all of mine have high security Abaloy keys on them on the outdoor machines, but then they have um, either a puck lock on the side or people laugh at them because the master locks are easy to pick, but you know what? It's still going to slow them down. Right. I have one that I got a master lock on the side of it. And then the other one, um, my Vendo machine, my one Vendo machine, it's a, my Frankenstein machine because <laughs> it's got Dixie Narco controller in it. Oh, geez. That I rewired. <laughs> but um, it came with a shackle. It came with a cover that went over the T-handle. So, uh, so I locked the T-handle and I locked the, the hockey, the puck lock that's on the out, on the outside of it. So you can't even get to the T-handle. Nice. Yeah, so I've you have seen, machine, I've seen you gotta make sure it's stuff. it's secured. I've seen some crazy stuff like at like car washes or those types of places where they'll actually be like in, you know, actual metal shells, you know, like cages <laughs> with just the certain like just the buttons open and the hole open and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's all you can see of the machine. And then I've seen them with like big giant metal bars like around them with a lock. Yeah. Like, like a, it looks like they're wearing a belt, you know what I mean, that goes around. Yeah. I've seen that too. But um yeah, no, it's and I think Matt's had issues with that too, like over the years, because this is a laundromat. I think he's had some problems too. But luckily, ours are all inside. We don't. We even the one, the only one that's close to outside is, is in a shop, you know, at at the dealership. So nobody really messes with them. So we've gotten lucky no. on that. Um, what's your favorite scary movie? Favorite scary movie? Hmm. I'm trying to think of one that actually scared me. <laughs> or, or horror or whatever horror yeah. movies um i, I love horrors. halloween that's why i asked this question i'm weird um i did grow up watching the michael myers all halloween. of them yeah i started watching those when i was about five years old <laughs> yeah no well how old are you 30 i turned 38 in two weeks yeah, I'm 10 years older than you. So when you were watching the, those, that came out when I was like a kid. You know what I mean? So, like we used to. I mean, it was weird because we. I think Matt and I were talking about this in our, and we we're having our conversation. But like those movies, like the Freddy Krueger and the Jason and all those, like those came out like when we were young. And like we're at the theaters and we're super huge. They were like blockbuster. I mean, like you know, they were popular movies at the time. So like you went with your girlfriend and watched those at the movie. You know, what I mean, those were like what you went and watched. Yeah. And they were like kind of taboo. You know what I mean? Because that was kind of pushing the envelope at the time. Like now it's nothing. But at the time, like people waking you up and in your nightmares and killing you and like you know that was just freaky stuff. You know, at the, during that time. So. It's just weird now, like, it's, you know, like movies like Saw that come out and stuff that are just, or the human caterpillar, or like those weird movies that are just like, what the heck is going on? But, but yeah, no, I used to love those too. So Halloween's were always good. Um, and Jason and Freddy and all that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. So what would be your biggest advice? It could be one thing or multiple things that you would give to even a current business owner that, that's out there or people that are getting started in the business. What is your biggest advice? Um, don't expect profit right off the bat. It's not going to happen. Even buying a turnkey route for 10 or $20,000, you're not going to be turning, turning profit right away. It's not going to happen. You can hope you can wish you can watch all the channels you want. It's not going to happen. Yep. hundred percent. There's this lady that, 
I don't know what her name is. And she keeps popping up on my TikTok and my, my feeds and stuff. And she does like interviews with people that have businesses and she's got like a brown hair and, and she did one with Investment Joy and a few other people. And she talked to some guy that was vending. And she made a comment, I think it was with one of them. And she said, so let's figure this out. You know, and she punches the numbers all quick and she's like, you know, she made it very nonchalant, like of how much it costs to get in. Like it was like, oh, you're just gonna pay this and that and this and this. But then you're in, you're in, you're in. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, like I mean, like there was stuff that would just kept adding up for us because we got started. So first, you got to get machines, right? And we had to get machines from Pepsi, which we were lucky. But we also had to buy our snack machines. So those, you know, immediately they want money down. Plus, you're going to be making monthly payments whether you make money or not. So that's the first yeah. thing. Or you have to buy one on Facebook. Then you got to buy your product, right? So then yeah. you, there's stuff that you need to, you know, haul the stuff around. You need a cart. You need, we don't necessarily have to. But, I mean, like, we were lucky. Like, we had some old milk crates and stuff that we could put stuff in. And, like, you know what I mean? But we also started without credit card machines, right away so then we didn't pre-kit so we had to buy all of our stuff which is another cost so that was almost to fill our machines because we filled them up all the way which we shouldn't have but still it was it's still like five or six hundred dollars just for your first sam's club trip just to get started to get your machine your two machines full then you've got all the other costs that go along with it and then so you're in it you know thousands of dollars before you even get started then you've got it so then you got to put then we got there and the machine wouldn't work and i couldn't figure out why well what nobody showed me on any of the videos which i didn't know was that you have to fill up the change machine the change holder so then there's another 100 bucks worth of change that's you know or 80 bucks or whatever it is you got to put quarters and nickels and dimes or whatever you're going to put inside the change holder which we didn't know (laughs) <laughs> or it won't or it won't work you know what i mean it won't let you take yeah. cash if you don't have money in that change holder so it basically stops all cash sales so it's like you know but that wasn't something that they taught us and no. so i mean probably if i would have said i was more of a newer vendor than i probably was when i was talking to winter and stuff they probably would have got walked me all the way through all that stuff but i didn't i just wanted a machine and i wanted to get started <laughs> and but that was, you know, these little things kept adding up. And so then, yes, you're in that money. But now all of a sudden you you got to make all that back before you start making profit. And halfway through that, you're out of half your product. So now you got to go buy more product. So you really takes the time to get caught up to actually, it's like, it takes a while. So you're right. It does. 100%, like it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. And even if you buy an existing thing, you still got to go buy all the product and pay yourself back. So yeah. before you even get started, you're going to be, in the hole so oh yeah you're gonna have to put your own money in the machine so make sure you have change and rolls of quarters and all the stuff that you need to put in the machine so i mean all those things add up you know i have a i have a kit like i, I have a if i if i'm getting a new machine already part of my kit is a roll of dimes a roll of nickels and a roll of quarters 100%. and i'll just throw one roll of each in there i don't care if it's only half full but it's only, it's going to get it to at least a point where it'll take cash yeah and then yeah, for a couple of weeks, a week, maybe two, I won't get any change. Or depending on how popular it is right away, they'll fill those columns up. And then I was like, okay, the machine's full. Now I'm going to yeah. get all the change. Yeah. Um, and for the first three and a half years I had my business, I was doing all this on an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> keeping track of it all. 
Which you use Vensoft now, right? I so use Vensoft now. Um, yeah. Jamie Farnsworth turned me on to Vensoft. Yeah, and I know Matt and, uses it too. He likes and it. I got And I got signed up with Vensoft and Lubin with Vensoft is a great help. You can, yeah, he's in the Czech Republic. He's not even in the, Vensoft's not even a US company. Yeah. But if I have a problem with the software, I'll send him an email and within 12 hours, I'll have a reply. That's awesome. And it's really nice because it and it works really well. I have I I'll admit I have the base one that doesn't do telemetry, but it tracks everything for me and makes my life so much easier. That's awesome. And that's a huge help, you know, when you have that kind of stuff off your shoulders. Like, do you use the um with our with our um our Pico minis, they use the Vensoft, the Airvent software. Do you use the Airvent software at all? Um I use um uh, Seed Live is where I get all my data from Cantaloupe. Okay, so we got we use a program. It's it's three three sixty five Marketplace is the company they use for all their phone calls and and all the stuff that for that software and it's Airvend Live or whatever we use and like that's why I haven't had to get some something like Vensoft because basically it does all that for you so you can do all your pars and your like on site. I don't know if I can pull it up my phone so people can see. But on site, um, you can update your inventory and your machines. Like I've noticed um, with Matt, like I see him on his videos and he's always writing down um, all of his stuff. And I'm like, you know, like we, I do that all on my phone. I do too um, on mine. Okay, so you can do that with Vensoft? I can't really see I don't see know if it. you can see that. No, it's kind of hard. Okay, it's because I, yeah. I have a screen there. And it may but not Vensoft work on mine either. What was that? Vin Vensoft has an app. Okay. Um, a couple of my videos at the apartment complex, I've done screen recording while I'm doing my um, it, it, inventory entry. So every time I go to a site, I uh, so every time I'm getting ready for a trip, I do I make a trip in Vensoft, and then when I get in my car, oh yeah, I'm having the same problem you're having. Yeah, can't we both have the same phone. <laughs> yeah, it's too bright, I think. Um, anyways, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just trying to see if you could see it, but go ahead. So when I make a trip on Vinsoft and I'll go get in my car, first thing I do is I upload, I download the trip to my phone and then I put my mileage in. And as I go to each machine and I, each locations in my, in, in my route is in there in, in numeric order where I, in my usual route, I run it. And then what I do is I'll hit that location. I'll hit service and I will take inventory of everything in the machine. Nice. Once I take the inventory, it'll and I'll get done with it, and then I hit cash. It'll tell me what the expected amount of cash is going to be for that machine, and then I just move on to the next next location. If I have a credit card reader, I put because when I hit the fill button on the cantaloupes, it it'll display the cashless amount for the week or since the last time the fill button was placed up on the screen, and so I'll take that cashless amount and type it into my app, and do my inventory and do all that stuff for each one. Then when I get home, I'll count the money up, put it all into the app. Uh, it'll, it usually matches or is a little bit over or a little bit under. There's always a fluctuation depending on how much change was given out or the cash was taken in. Right. Um, but I'll count it all up, load it all into the, and I'll type it all into the app and then I'll upload the trip to back to Vinsoft and it'll, then it'll be in my, in my trip history. Nice. And it puts all the sales numbers, the, uh, it calculates all my commission, my profit numbers, everything. 
Yeah, so this one's a similar, but it's it's more um, basically you go in. It's for the inventory part. It's super easy and it's great because basically you go to the location, and um, it tells you throughout the week as you're going along like how much money's in the machine or how much you sold actually is what it tells you. And then you can go to a, another spreadsheet and it'll break it down by cash, credit card, chain, whatever. It breaks it all down for you, which is really cool if you want to see all that. If not, then when you go to the location, so I just pull up, I don't even know, you can't see it, but yeah. basically you go to the machine and it has what they call a planogram. I'm sure you guys have planograms on yours too. Is that what I have called? planograms in Vensoft. Okay, so it'll pull up the planogram and then you just click on um, update quantity on hand. So we fill it and then they tell me, then Sam will go through and go, okay, five of this, 10 of this, whatever. And I just put it in the thing and then we update it and my inventory is all updated and already in the machine. And that's all the inventory we have to do. So yeah. then as it sells it through the week, then when I go to, when we're about to go do a, you know, go out and service it, I just the click on the par thing and it basically tells me how many I need in each machine. And when we go there, it's dead on like every time, like you need seven Pepsis and four Sprites and whatever. And it, unless when I printed the night before, by the time we get there at noon, we sold a Sprite or something, but oh, like, yeah, that happens. you know, otherwise it's like dead on and it's <laughs> awesome. And then you can run like reports on sales and, and, and you put in your sales tax and all that, and it does everything. So like when we are getting ready to do the tax stuff with the, because we don't pay sales tax, we have a, a seller's permit in California. So we don't pay sales tax on any of our products. So we buy all our stuff tax-free and Same then the, then at the end of the year, we have to turn in like what we, so when I did that, like I had to call the California tax lady cause I didn't know what I was doing. So I called the <laughs> government and said, can you help me? And she's like, you're not the first. She goes, I'll walk you through this. And she goes, do you have your numbers? And I said, yeah, actually. I said, I have this program we've been using since the beginning. And she's like, yeah, just give me those. And so she pumps them in and, and she's like, this is awesome. You're like, you know, and she pumped and then she told us what we owed and that was it. And it was like, it was yeah. great. So luckily we have that. We don't, the, the Vensoft gives you that, that tracking your mileage. It does, you know, it's supposed to be really good with your tax forms and stuff. I don't think this does any of that. This just kind of came free with, you know, with the software or whatever that we got with the machines. But, um, any of those that you it, make sure you guys get credit card readers on your machines because it'll make your life so much easier. And if you can, just rent them from either, you know, Nyax or, Cantaloupe. or Cantaloupe or, or, you know, whoever. And, um, you know, and then Matt has that Galaxy Games 843 code if you get Nyax and, yeah. and use that code because they'll get you a discount. So, all right. Next question is, what can we expect from you next? Um, hopefully at the end of March, I get my first crane uh, claw machine. Ooh, you ordered one? No, I hope I hope I can afford one or I win the contest. There you go. See, well, you have been commenting a lot on our videos, so you have quite a few entries in there. <laughs> but what's crazy is that I talked to Kevin, I think it was like four or five days ago, and he said that we only have like 600 and something people entered into the contest. So that's like a one in 600 chance. Like, that's really good. And if you have more entries from doing the, you know, all the comments and stuff, that's even more, <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's better even better odds so that's and that's awesome that's a really i've always comment on every video you guys always have yeah we appreciate even before it. the contest and, and you don't do you don't do stupid comments either like you actually no. you could tell you watch the video and like you know you're actually commenting or, or giving people knowledge or something and we appreciate that because that's that's a big deal and that's why we do it so um so 
you're going to get a mini claw? If I can, I'll get a mini claw. I want to start getting into the claws. Because I, I figured the profit will probably be jumping up on that. Yeah, it's it's the best thing we've ever done. And they'll pay for itself in just a few months. It's great. And 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 Amelia's having a lot of fun with those. So it, it then it's turned into, it kind of really, it it blows up really fast. Like you start getting, once you get rolling, you start getting more locations and you can buy more <laughs> and more, you know. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. So you'll have a lot of fun though, but it is yeah. a good rabbit hole and then you'll be like why did i ever do full line because this and you'll feel really stupid but it's still i still like our full line machines so what would be one final well you can do more than one what are your final thoughts to leave all your viewers and all your listeners with uh don't give up on your dreams nice if you got a dream of trying to start a bit start your own business don't give up on it people will try and knock you down keep up on your dreams don't let them die. Yeah. And also remember, too, something that it took me a long time to learn that sometimes you live in a place like let's just say it's where you live or or you go to school. Like, let's say you guys are in school still. Let's say you're still in high school and you want to do this. Remember that outside of where you live, people don't know who they are and they don't judge you on anything else in your past. So everybody that you meet in the future is going to judge you on who you are so make sure that you realize that you're bigger than all those people around you that are there and that your dreams to somebody else are going to be just as exciting as they are to you because they don't know you know that you farted in class in third grade or whatever it may be right (laughs) it doesn't matter like nobody knows your business outside and they're only going to know you for who you are so remember that you may feel like you're in this bubble, but the bubble is not just that bubble. It's the whole world, and you got all that to play with. That bubble so, gets bigger quickly. Yes, and especially if you do stuff like YouTube or you you just start networking, like even on the Discord or any of that stuff. Like these, there's people from all there's people from all of different countries in our Discord that are on there all the time commenting and doing stuff even when we're sleeping there's people on there commenting and you know from there's one guy from france and a couple other people in that discord that just are having a blast and you can learn just from people like that how things work other places and i don't know like you said don't give up it's it's awesome and it's a lot of fun whether you do full line or cranes or or if you do even candy machines or anything like don't give up it's awesome. yeah Mike, I really appreciate you hanging out with me tonight, man. It's been awesome. Same here. It's nice to meet you face to face and to Same here and it is. watch your videos, but it's it you don't really know somebody till you get to sit down with them. So I really appreciate yeah. you sitting down with us. So it's been great. Thank you. No problem. Best of luck to you. You've been killing it. Your videos, I mean, you've been pumping them out like crazy and your content is awesome because you don't just do collection videos. You do learning videos and I don't know how many fixes I've gotten off um, Matt that he told him you learned from you. So, <laughs> so I appreciate all the help. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right. Have a good night. Thanks guys have for watching. Talk to you next time. Hopefully thanks we'll for all see watching. who's going to be on next. So thanks guys. Bye. Bye. And this is, sorry, Mike from 720 Vending. <laughs>